Shkalim, Perik Base Mishnehei 2.5. So, we've established the halachas like Beis Hillel, that if a person sets aside money, and when he's, as he aggregates the money, he says, all the money I'm putting together here is for my machsa shekel, and he invests it with Kedusha then and there. So then we said that the leftovers, any excess money beyond the machsa shekel required amount, would go back to him because it's a specific amount that's required, and everything else was just an accident. And it's, if we possibly be a that if one is makdish betaut, if one accidentally consecrates something, then it's not consecrated. And that's where our Mishnah begins by saying, Moser Shkalim Chulin, the excess money set aside for Shkalim, the way I just described, has the status of Chulin. Go back into your pocket, it's not consecrated. But now the Mishnah will continue to discuss a whole slew of scenarios where a person does something very similar. He sets aside money. And he says, this money here is sanctified for the purpose of X. We'll go through a number of different Xs. The question is then, if there's excess funds left over after purchasing that X, what to do with that most are the leftover money? So the general principle is going to be that if you set aside the money for X and you had the money had more than enough money to purchase an X, you should buy another one. Do a second one. Um, additional of the same. In other words, that the specificity of the Kedusha is there. So if you say this is going to be for a, an Ola or a Mincha or a Shlamim, so then the money set aside should be for purchasing another Ola or Mincha or Shlamim, etc., as the mission will say. But there are certain things that you simply can't give another one of. There's not the opportunity to give a voluntary second one. Like, for example, a Chatas and a Asham. A sin offering, a guilt offering. You can't just give extra sin offerings because you feel like it. So therefore, the mission will have to discuss what to do with the money that's left over when you set aside money for a sin offering or guilt offering, etc. But just remember, the case has to be where as you are collecting this money, you say, all of this money is invested with the Kedusha of the Chatas that I'm going to be buying. That's when you have the problem. If you're just saving money in a bank account that's earmarked for Karbanos or for Katos or other stories, so then certainly um, it's not invested with the Kedusha until the animal's brought, purchased, I should say, and that being the case, the problem doesn't arise. Okay. So the Mishnah says, Moser Shkalem Chulim, like we said before, excess money set aside to purchase the shekel for the master shekel. That's Chulim. It doesn't vest. It's a mistake. And therefore, you put it back in your pocket. As I said previously back in Mishnah Gimel, you'll have to make sure that if you have a mixture of coins, you'll have to make sure the coin you put back in your pocket has certainly been redeemed, as I said over there. The Mishnah continues and says, Moser Asiris Ha'efa. If you have an excess money after you purchase your tenth of an eifa. I'll explain that in a second. It's a kind of chatas. The din will be that the mosro sehen, the leftovers, the extra money that you don't need because it's more than that you have more money than you need to purchase this asir seifa, that will have to go in a dava to the purchase of voluntary offerings, communal offerings, the base of mikdash. As we said, there are these six um, shofros, like community chests set aside. We'll learn more about that in the sixth parak. And they will go into one of those pushkas, and it will be used to purchase Kate's Mizbech, offerings to go in the Mizbech when the Mizbech is idle. The base of that is based on a, a Pasuk, actually. But let me just go back now on the details here and talk about the Sira Saifa. So the Sira Saifa is an Eifa is a, is a volume, it's 432 eggs volume. A Sira Saifa, also known as the Isaron, is a tenth of that. So that means 43.2 eggs. So that's the volume of what? A flower. We're talking here about a scenario of what's called the Minchas Chote the meal offering of the sinner. And normally when one does an Avera for which the, the um, that if he does it, Beshogeg, accidentally, so then he has to bring a Chatas, a sin offering. Usually the sin offering is an animal. 
But there are a few specific instances, three actually, where if a person can't afford to purchase an animal, he has the option of buying a less expensive, not just the, the, a goat or a sheep, but even he could buy a bird. Um, and if he can't afford even the bird, then he could buy a, just buy flour, raw flour. And that's our case over here. So those specific three instances, those korbanos are called ola viyored, which means a variable offering. This can get confusing because of the different categories, primary categories of, of zvachim, of animal offerings. One is called an ola, a burnt offering. One's called a chatas, a sin offering. This ola viyored, although it has the word ola in it, has nothing to do with a korban ola. It's a kind of chatas. It's a kind of sin offering. Ola means to go up. Yord means to go down. So ola yord means that the amount that one has to pay for this offering is variable. It could be up or down depending on a person's financial situation. So normal people purchase an animal. Poor people purchase a bird. Very poor people um, purchase just meal, just flour. And that's what we're talking about over here. So if a person sets aside money to purchase his... Um, Isaron is 43.2 eggs volume of plain wheat flour, which we brought as a as a minchas chota, a meal offering of the sinner. It's just brought as is, and not even any oil put on it or frankincense, just brought like as dry flour. A kometz is on the mezbeach, and the rest the kohen eats. So leftovers, he can't purchase another minchas chota. It's only one per customer, and therefore, if he has extra prutas, he'll put them towards nadava voluntary offerings. The same goes for. Mosar kine zavin kine zavos vekine yodos. If you have extra money left over um, after the purchase of a pair of birds for the zavin, that's a male zav. You remember he had we described this not long ago. We just had this in the in the end of the first parak. So the and I'll keep it short here. But the the zav who had three a man who had three mysterious emissions in a row. So then even on the same day though um, he has to bring a pair of birds an ol and That's what we're talking about here. The pair of birds for the Zava, that's a woman who bled in three consecutive days between day A and 18 of her cycle. And Kineyodos are the birds that a Yoledes, a woman, brings after giving birth when she brings birds instead of an animal, in the case of the Ola. All detail that I described back there in the, in the first parak. The point is, with all these things, you only bring it one time. If you're a, a, a Zava or a Zava, you're not going to bring, you can't bring a second Corbin, you're one set is all you need, and then you've done your duty. Same goes with the Oledis, one who gave birth. So therefore, the question is what to do with the extra money. And the answer is, you put in the pushka to buy Nadava, voluntary offerings for Kate's Mitzbeach. And similarly, V'chatos V'ashamos, more conventional chatas offerings for when one does an avera for, for which the penalty is karis. He has a Beshogeg, he has to bring a chatas. If he has leftover money that he consecrated to be a chatas, it goes to Nadava. And Ashamos. Ashamos are these six categories of guilt offerings, if you will. So if you have that for money after consecrating it, again, Mosrehen, Nadava. All the money will be used to purchase Nadava voluntary offerings. Um, by the way, it's not just about money, I should point that out. The truth is, if you set aside, um, you know, this, the, this, let's say the, the animal was purchased, and this is now a chatas waiting to be offered on behalf of so-and-so, the Mechal Shabbos. So if so-and-so dies and we have this animal left over, that's also a Moser Chatas. It's also a leftover of Chatas. Now what do you do with this animal? It will be brought as an Adava, a voluntary offering. This is learned out from a Pasuk. Okay, fine. So that's the first, that's the first set. 
Zeha Klal, the mission says, there's a governing principle. Kol Shehu Ba L'Shem Chatas L'Shem Ashama. Anything that's coming for the address a sin or guilt. There's a different gear so that says L'Shem Chet L'Shem Ashama. This is probably a better translation because Chet means sin. Chatas is the sin offering. Similarly, Ashama, Ashma means guilt. Asham means guilt offerings. They should be used appropriately here. You've got chatas, which normally means sin offering, and ashma, which means guilt. But anyways, either the girsa is wrong, as there are many girsas that have just chet and ashma, um, and otherwise um, it should be understood chatas means sin anyways. The point is mosrasan, excuse me, mosaran nadava. The excess money left over that's been consecrated, or the animal for that matter, has to be given as nadava, as, as a voluntary offering, part of Kate's mizbeach. Okay, now we're going to go to more conventional cases where the principle of if you have left over money, you should apply it to the purpose for which it was set aside can be fulfilled because these are things that can be done more voluntarily. So you have Mosar Ola La Ola. If you have leftover money that was used, that was consecrated for purchasing an Ola, holy offered, burnt offering, and you have extra, so you have to use the leftovers also to purchase more Ola. What would that mean? So if you haven't got enough money to buy a second animal, then you could buy a bird. Um, and if you haven't got enough money even to buy a bird, it's a few ch- pennies change, you just set it aside, and then you'll when you purchase your next Ola, you'll put that money towards the Ola. Okay. Mosar Mincha La Mincha. Same goes if you volunteer money to consecrate it with bringing a Mincha, a meal offering. If it's left for money, again, um, use it to buy another Mincha or save it till the next time you buy a Mincha. Mosar Shlamim La Shlamim. If you set aside money to bring a, a voluntary um, Shlamim is a peace offering. If it's left over money, you use the money to buy another shlamim when you can. Most are Pesach l'shlamim. Now, if you have set aside money for a Korban Pesach, and you have extra, and it's been invested with Kedusha, so the, the extra money will be used to purchase a shlamim. Pesach is sort of like a, a subcategory of shlamim, but the basis of this, in truth, is learn that from a Pesach. It's actually a fairly complicated limud, um, which I won't get into right now. But the point is that based on a Pasuk, we see if you have leftover money from Pesach, you buy Shlamim, which is like Shlamim and Pesach are kind of first cousins, one from the other, um, which would mean, again, the same kind of idea as I said before, either you buy actual Shlamim um, to be offered, or let's say, for example, the Bailim of this Pesach die, then the Pesach, which is a Mosar Pesach, a leftover Pesach, will be offered as a Shlamim. Okay. Mosar Nazirim Nazirim. This is a little different. Okay? So now... We're now transitioning away to something else. We're transitioning to a scenario where you have a Nazir. A Nazir is someone who commits to refrain from great products, consuming great products, from becoming exposed to corpse tumma, to mace, and from cutting his hair. Normally that's a 30-day commitment, although he could specify longer if he so chose. Now, at the end of that 30-day process, he shaves his hair and brings a series of carbonos. If along the way... He becomes tummy exposed to a corpse, even if he was allowed to be exposed to the corpse for whatever reason. So he still brings um, a different set of carbonos, also shaves his hair and starts again. In both cases, it's, it's, it has to be three animals involved in the animals. There's a chattas there. So if this scenario of our Mishnah is according to most, like the Barthanura, we've got people collecting money to help this Nazir pay for his carbonos, whether they're the Nazir... It's carbonos that are coming because he got tummy in the middle or at the end of his process. Either way, we're donating to help him pay for his carbonos. 
So we have to differentiate between if we're setting aside money for the poor Nazir fund or for helping our friend Joe the Nazir pay for his carbonos. So um, when it comes to, in general, the carbonos of a Nazir, so it's a little tricky in as much as the Nazir brings some fixed set of carbonos and not more than that. You can't bring extra Nazir carbonos, so we won't be able to just bring extra, more of the same. We have to go back to the sort of same Nadava scenario, and we'll actually be halacha l'moshmi sinai, that the Mosar of a Nazir is to Nadava. Extra money that's consecrated for bringing for a Nazir's offerings gets brought instead as Nadava, Ketum's Beach. But here in our Mishnah, at this point, we're considering two possibilities. Since it's a third party setting aside money for the sake of the Nazir, we have to clarify if it was this specific Nazir, Joe, or if it was for the general fund of Nazirim who need money. If it was for the general fund of Nazirim who need money, and I was contributing to that fund, so then if there's leftover money, it'll be set aside for the next Nazir who needs money to purchase Karbanos. If, however, I set aside the money for this specific guy, Joe, the Nazir, so then I can't, we can't, it's not fungible. You can't, like, transfer the money that's set aside for Joe's Karbanos to someone else's Karbanos. And therefore, it has to go to Nadava. Again, halach l'mosh That's what the Mishnah says here. Mosar Nazirim Nazirim. If you have money set aside for Nazirim in general, the Nazirim fund, and there's leftover extra money, so Nazirim, it'll be set aside for the next Nazir who needs money um, to purchase more Karbanos for Nazir Karbanos. But Mosar Nazir, if it's leftover for a particular Nazir, one guy for whom money was set aside, so then Nadava, the money can't be brought for other Nazirim, nor for this guy, because how many... Nazir just brings one set of carbonos, and therefore it'll be brought as an adava instead, Kate's Mizbeach. Okay, now the Mishnah will continue on to like a full transition, um, following along that line of thought, but now we've, we're going to totally leave the area of carbonos. Okay, now we're going into, let's call it tzedakah. So tzedakah, in many ways, commitments to give tzedakah are treated a lot like carbonos because they're sort of given by power of a vow, like a neder, and you're, you're committing to give this money, and it has status, you kind of can't back away from it. But... Um, but nothing. So that's the case. So now we're going to talk about when you commit to give money to a poor person and there's more than the need, what goes to the extra, what do you do with the extra money that was committed? So it kind of follows the same pattern as the Nazir case previously. Mosar aniyam la aniyam, Mosar ani la oso ani. If you have extra money left over, you give money for the sake of poor people in your town. And, you know, there's a poor person who has some need. And that was the that was the motivated the collection, so you contributed towards it, but you know it wasn't the specific guy. So then the excess can be saved for the next poor person needs the money. They'll set aside in a, set aside in a fund. But most are ani if you give um, money tzedakah for the needs of a specific poor person. In other words, this guy can't afford food for Shabbos, so there's a collection thing up for him. And you know the money they need. For food for Shabbos costs $10, but they collected $11. So what do you do with the extra money? It goes to this guy. That extra dollar goes to him, and it'll be used to purchase money for him for whatever, for Monday or Tuesday. So, But it belongs to him. Since you've given it to him for his needs, like he becomes the owner of it, and it can't go, you know, it goes to him anyways. Um, that would be true even if he collected so much money, hypothetically he stopped being an ani. But still, be since you gave it to him, and Babasachat's all collected together, so then it's, it belongs to this guy. More than that, says the Mishnah, Moser Shavuyim le Shavuyim, Moser Shavuy le Oso Shavuy. If you're redeeming captives, people have been kidnapped, and you're paying Pidyon Shavuyim, you're collecting money to redeem them, to ransom them. So, 
Same principle applies. If you set aside money for the ransoming kidnapped people fund, so then the extra money that's not used for the ransoming can go to the next poor person who's, ran- who's kidnapped. But most are shavui. If you give it to a particular, per behalf of a particular person's ransom, so then the extra money goes to that guy. So la'oso shavui goes to him, even though you're not doing it for his um, ransom anymore. In other words, the kidnappers wanted $100 ransom and $110 were collected. So the remaining $10 won't be used to ransom the fellow, but still it goes to the fellow himself. It goes to him because it was given like on his behalf to him, so he becomes like, the owner of it. Okay, and the last case of the Mishnah here is going to talk about what happens if you give money for the sake of a dead person. Now, a dead person, of course, can't really acquire something you commit to his behalf. Um, so the question is what to do with the money. So here the case is you have a person who's died. There's not enough money to pay for his burial. So there's a collection that is taken up to help pay for a proper burial for this person. So there's, and let's say that their burial costs are $100 and end up being 110 are collected. So what do you do with the remaining $10? So there are basically two possibilities. Either it can go to him anyways, meaning it will go to make, um, to his like, burial in addition, like you'll pay for an extra gravestone or a better gravestone or a bigger gravestone, etc. Um, or no, it should go to his heirs, his Yorshim. The idea is that since there's a since there is a um bizion, like a disgrace to this fellow for having to collect money from after burial to bury him properly. So um he doesn't want the extra money for his covet, he wants he'll be Mohel, he'll forgive the affront to his honor, the bizion, the disgrace, if his inheritors benefit from it, and therefore he wants the money to go to his his uh, heirs in exchange for like a, a you know forgiveness of the affront, his honor. So that's the second possibility to go to his heirs. Of course, the mission has three opinions. What should happen despite the fact there's only two possibilities? Either it goes to the heirs, it goes to him, or we're not sure what to do with it. So it sits around until Eliyahu and Avi comes to tell us what to do, and that's what the mission says here. The first sheet is Mosar Hamesim Lamesim. If you set aside money for the burial of dead in general, so then it can sit in the, you know, the uh, the burial for the dead fund, you know, that will be, you know, sitting aside for when it's needed. Chaver Kaddish will maintain it, whatever the story is. Mosar Hamais, however, if you give aside, give money for a specific person, Joe, who died, and there's more money than it's needed that initially was, you know, budgeted for the burial, Le'yorshav, the excess should go to his heirs. That's the Tanakh Kamashita, and that's going to be the Halacha. However, Rabbi Meir is not so sure. Rabbi Meir says, wait a second, maybe he's not going to be mochel with a few dollars that go to his heirs. Maybe he's not mochel at all. The community should have arranged things better, and how could they leave him to have this, you know, be humiliated after death? And therefore, he's not going to be mochel by the giving to his heirs, and therefore he wants it for his own covet, for himself. And so you don't know what to do, whether to give it to the heirs or to put towards his burial, Further, so therefore, Reb Meir is stuck. So therefore, he says, Mosar Eliyahu. The extra money set aside for the burial of this fellow should sit aside until Eliyahu Hanavi comes and tells us what to do. Um, according to Reb Meir, just to illustrate the point, since we don't, it's a question. It's not a din; it has to sit aside. It's that we just we don't know what to do. So if hypothetically the heirs would agree that what should be done with the money, they what they want to do with the money is to put it towards you know building. Um, you know, a nicer grave or you know, whatever it is, funeral procedures for the deceased. So then there's no suffolk anymore. Either it's for his honor or they say do it for his honor. So since then even Reb Meir would agree that you put the money towards the funeral proceedings or purchasing a better gravestone, etc. 
And the third sheet is Rabbi Nasan, Rabbi Nasan Omer, Moser Hamais. If you have extra money that was contributed towards the burial of Joe, a specific dead person, Bonin Lo Nefesh Al Kivro, what you do is use the money to purchase um, a Nefesh, which is like a mausoleum or a gravestone, whatever the story is, um, extra, you know, to, to, towards his honor in his death. Not to the children, because he won't be Mochel, and he's not Mochel, that's what's there for, for his honor. Again, the halacha is like the Tanakama, so it goes to the, the heirs. Um, but with all these last cases, and we're talking about setting aside money for for pigeon shuim, for poverty, struggling people, for burial of the dead, and so on. So the halacha is, like we just said, however, an important halacha, a caveat, if people are giving money um, to the collectors, and there's a like an organization that administers the affairs of the city, like a shivetuva yearling, like a whatever, a board that's in charge and authorized. So then the assumption is halachalamaisa, the postcom say that um, when the person gave the contribution, they had in mind that, like, you know, the board, the shivetuva year, those people who are in charge of things, um, should make the decisions, and therefore they would have the, the authority to redirect the fund if there was extra. Um, so what they saw was, was most the best use of the extra leftover communal funds.